You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Um, reporting on a Thursday evening, which will make it uh, your Thursday episode, as we will record again tomorrow. A little delay here at Locked On Browns this week. Um, but want to make sure we found a way to get you all the senior role coverage uh, this week. Uh, we also, you know, just, you know, with the way the week went and, you know, I had some personal things going on on Sunday. Um, but we'll get you your full slate, uh, get you all revved up for the weekend here on Locked On Browns. <clears throat> Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. As everybody knows, follow back account. DMs are open. Joined here this evening by Mr. Pete Smith from Browns Digest over at Sports Illustrated. Um, we'll start here, Pete. Um, yes, it appears maybe Deshaun Watson has asked to be traded. The, the insanity of trying to connect the dots possibly in, in the trade proposal of give away Baker, give away Beckham, give away two first round picks and more. Uh, who was the better quarterback probably this season? Who won the playoff game this season? I mean, Pete, can anybody just ever be freaking happy with what they have? Well, no, uh, because I want to get rid of a receiver, but um, I don't like the idea of trading this trade. Not because but you want to get rid of the receiver. You want to get rid of the receiver to make the quarterback better. But that's a story. This is true. For another time. Uh, but uh, with with Watson's a great quarterback. I, I have concerns about him uh, playing in the AFC North. Uh, I don't think his arm travels particularly well. We both did. With him coming um, out, that's why at the time Houston was a great destination for him. But continue. So I think he's he's best suited to stay uh, either in a dome or south of the Mason Dixon line. Uh, I have. <laughs> I mean, you can you can make a, you can make a case that you know even the AFC East may have some issues. Like if he goes to Miami, like Miami seems perfect, but then they have to go to Foxborough, they have to go to Buffalo, and they have to go to East Rutherford. Um, which are not, you know, picturesque locations. So there's, you know, there's some concerns there. But even if you just accept that uh, Watson is a top five quarterback, uh, let's say you think Mayfield is a top 12 to 15 quarterback. Um, the issue you run into is the picks. Um, and so, like, some people will, like, dismiss it and say that, you know, those are going to be super late picks. Obviously, it's 26 pick this year. Uh, but the problem is where the Browns are now, those picks are just as valuable as they were when they were super high um, because they need cheap contracts for good players. Uh, and if you hit on those picks, you know, it's it's practically nothing for, you know, practically second-round contract money for – four years with an option on what I expect will be like a corner defensive end or wide receiver or something of the, you know, premium positions that matter for those things. Like even Jedrick Wills has a cheap contract. Uh, he was the 10th pick. So these guys are, you know, it's basically peanuts 
So even if you're saying that it's, you know, 26 and, and, you know, let's say 32, those picks are very valuable to what this team is trying to do. Uh, So that makes it really tough. So what you're really doing, and obviously you can say, well, the Browns don't hit the picks. Well, they have a better GM for that. But you're saying that Baker Mayfield and a player this year plus a player next year uh, plus Odell Beckham for for Deshaun Watson is a good move. And the other problem I have with this move is Deshaun Watson excels – at the same things the Browns don't do now, which is that he, you know, they, like the Houston Texans had like an obscene number of explosive plays in the passing game. Like they obviously, they you know, even uh, obviously they, they moved on from DeAndre Hopkins uh, and they, you know, Bill O'Brien assembled essentially a track team at receiver and they just chucked it. So, you know, are you then bringing Deshaun Watson to throw five-yard passes to Jarvis Landry, and that's a better offense? Um, you know, I, I I just think you're going at it the wrong way. I, like I'm I'm not going to take the 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 stance that you know Baker wanted to be here and that all these other things because those are the same crappy arguments I hear when it comes to when it comes to moving Landry. I'm just talking purely from a or uh, does this make you a more competitive team to get to the Super Bowl? You know, take all the emotion and all of it out of it and just say, does this get you closer to a championship? I think that trade or some facsimile of that trade uh, actually makes you less competitive. And to go along with Pete's point here of, you know, and I felt the same way about Deshaun Watson. I loved everything about him. And, you know, where Pete's saying, you know, I don't know if the arm translates everywhere. Um, a home game for the Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans, Baker Mayfield. Everybody that day had their issues with Baker Mayfield. 12 of 20, 132 yards. Same day, same bad weather, same wind. Deshaun Watson, 20 of 30 for a buck 63. Where is the significant upgrade here? Uh, Deshaun Watson has already had two ACL tears, two. Um, and I'm not putting any of the situation in Houston because as bad as it sounds, I, I, I it, however legitimate this is that I want to dodge, I don't blame the guy. Um, and they probably should have, you know, stopped this. Um, they probably should have, you know, once Bill O'Brien was literally about to make this trade official for, uh, you know, for new Hopkins, that's that right there should have been the end of everything. Um, as far as Bill O'Brien being associated with this NFL franchise, they, it, it just it's an absolutely terrible, terrible spot to be in. But I don't know if you go in and do a deal like this, which they're not going to, but to even bring it up. So you're maybe, maybe upgrading a little bit of quarterback. And for everyone who's complained about the defense in 2019, for everybody who complained about the defense in 2020, guess what? It's not only going to be bad again, it's most likely going to be freaking worse. And what do you think? You think Deshaun Watson's going to come in and this offense is going to score two touchdowns more per week? Because it's not going to be the case. Right. So my the fundamental question you have to ask yourself is, do you believe that Baker Mayfield can get you to a Super Bowl? Uh, to me, the answer is yes, without question. 
So if you can do the that, first test. he got them to the playoffs and won a playoff game on the road. To even go ahead, but oh my god, this is just aggravating. I'm so well, like tired. Said, you, know, you can, you know, Josh Allen got them through the first round of the playoffs. You know, do you do you firmly believe that he's a Super Bowl quarterback? You know, I have real concerns there. But with Baker Mayfield, the the the, the ability he has. Um, and, and the type of throws he's able to make and those type of things. Um, I, I would say he, he's, he's more than capable. So, you know, are you – Simple yes or no question, and you and I have been doing this for an extremely long time. Which of the two quarterbacks, and everybody was so with their – is he AFC Northy enough? Who has the stronger arm, Pete? Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? Oh, it's Mayfield by, by, a, long, by a long shot. Just so everybody knows, but go ahead. So, you know, th- there's that aspect. But just from the standpoint of if you believe – let's say you believe both quarterbacks can get you to the Super Bowl, why are we that worried about, you know, that that little bit difference? And, again, I think Deshaun Watson is a great, great quarterback. I'm, I don't hold the, the Houston record this year on him. Uh, you know, his numbers are incredible. I think he does some things. There's some things he does that drive me insane. He holds onto the ball too long. He'll take bad sacks and and those type of things. But, you know, there are things that Mayfield will do that, you know, would drive me nuts. Less so anymore. Uh, But uh, so, I mean, again, if you're a quarterback, you believe that can win the Super Bowl to going from to a quarterback that you can win the Super Bowl. Both are 25 there is now there is a real advantage to Deshaun Watson's contract. There is a true benefit there. It's like 27 million per year when you force them to eat all that bonus money. That part is actually legitimate. Uh, the other stuff, again, I think the picks are more valuable. Uh, you know, those could be a corner and a def- defensive end over the next few years or something like that, whatever. But that's where you get me is I, I think people sort of forget how valuable those picks are for that, that those could be two potentially fixture players on the defense, you know, and, and that's where this thing's going. It's getting those last pieces to the proverbial puzzle because the Browns are legitimately, you know, in a position to think about Super Bowl now. That's why I think you you go backwards with this. It's, it's, look, I mean, I'm going to be plain and simple here to even suggest it is asinine. Um, you're not improving your team overall. If you think you're improving the quarterback position, I'll give you that. I'm probably not going to agree with you. Um, <clears throat> what we saw over Baker probably from about week seven on um, is what you need and is probably enough to go there. Uh, y- you get into you know losing uh, the divisional round 22-17 to Kansas City Chiefs. What were things that would have helped? Um, more speed on this defense, more athleticism on this defense. So guys like McCole Hardman and Tyreek Hill aren't taking simple jet sweeps and turning them into 15 to 25 to 30 yard gains. Um, you know, it's one of these a safety who can, you know, combine with a linebacker to give you a high low coverage on a player uh, of the you know talent level of Travis Kelsey. This is it's preposterous. And I love that Baker found one of these pieces, and I love that he clapped it back. Folks, this is not what we are worried about right now. 
Deshaun Watson is not going to make this team any better. What's going to make this team any better is going to be more depth on defense, more athleticism on defense, more talent on defense, and let a guy like Joe Woods truly play the system he wants to play. With that, we are going to slowly start moving on. We're going to talk some running back position here as you know, we continue with our you know seasonal uh, seasonal uh, review position. So we'll do the running backs in just a second here on the latest Lockdown Browns, Jeff Lloyd and Pete Smith. Mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, similar to what the airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Are we ready for some football? A little bit more than a week away from the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Chiefs, Bucks. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Not just NFL, NBA, NHL, NCAA basketball, everything for you over at BetOnline. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Pete, the running back position. Now, I would say when you had both of them in tandem, it, it was a beautiful, beautiful situation. Uh, you know, Kareem with his versatility at the position, and I do believe Nick did a nice job this year, um, notwithstanding the couple of key drops against Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you're going to have at least one more year of this duo um, as Kareem Hunt is signed for the next two seasons. Nick Chubb's contract would expire at the end of the 2021 season. There were times, Pete, where it was all the rage, and it was pretty much, you know, what the Browns had going early in the season. You know, they could throw a little bit here and there, but it was give it to 24, give it to 27, throw it to 27, and let's let people try to deal with it. Um, when Nick first went down, uh, Kareem Hunt, when the spotlight was on Kareem, it, it didn't go as well for him. Uh, you know, rebounded, you know, later in the season, obviously a nice effort against Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Dearness Johnson, and if nobody checked it out, um, BJ Kissel, a uh, good buddy of mine, uh, Let It Fly Media, did a great, great segment with Dearness Johnson. If you guys want to check that out, uh, Detron, De, you know, uh, Dontrell Hilliard was in here. John Kelly signed to a reserve contract 
We'll see the way, you know, the room breaks out for 2021 as far as, you know, the pecking order or, you know, who's around after Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, but Pete, it was, I, I think it was important and it was good because it, it was able to, you know, it was able to keep the Browns competitive and, until they were able to get to the point where this offense and Baker and everything just meshed and you could kind of live off of Baker, like a lot of NFL franchises do, but you still had, you know, Nick Chubb, you still had Kareem Hunt and you still could go back to that running game, screen game when you needed to. Well, I mean, Nick Chubb is is the uh, I think he's the best pure runner in the NFL. Uh, it's probably like him and like Cam Akers are up there in that regard. Um, he's getting better as a receiver, but obviously uh, the Chiefs game was tough in that regard. Cream uh, uh, Hunt, which tells he, me Nick Chubb's probably going to catch like fifteen thousand passes this offseason because that's just the way the guy is wired. But go ahead. Uh, I think. Kareem Hunt is very frustrating. Uh, he's very feast or famine as a runner. When he when he hits the hole correctly and he knows where he's going, he's he's a load. Uh, when he doesn't, he can really cause himself his own problems and runs an alignment and and it just doesn't get very much. Uh, as a receiver, he's good. Uh, you know, he he can read a block or you know. When he's in space, he's he's a real problem. Um, I wish they did more with him as far as getting him out in space and those type of things. They did some of that with the Ravens. Um, I wish they would have done more of that. Uh, but uh, you know, it wouldn't break my heart if if you know if somebody calls the Browns and offers them a nice pick for Kareem Hunt, I would take it. Um, top seventy-five, top one hundred. Top seventy-five, top one hundred. Where's your bottom line on that? Oh, I would the Duke Johnson deal would be. I would gone in a heartbeat. Like I would easily take that. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'll give you a ride. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but uh, he, his his contract, he, he it's all contingent on roster bonuses and stuff of that nature. So the Browns could trade him without paying a dime. Uh, you know that that's where that becomes valuable is it's potentially six million dollars that you don't have to pay him um if you if you get an offer uh they may not and you know they may keep him as a result uh but i I think they have to keep an eye out i think they should draft a running back uh every year uh you know i I wouldn't have minded seeing dearness johnson on the field more and a running back because i think he did a better job than his, his his play would suggest um like he, he I, or I should say, his play warranted more opportunities. He was better. Uh, yeah, like I mean, whether it was the Cowboy game, whether it was the clinching run against the Colts, it always just seemed like. And even when Nick was out, it was like, well, why are we not sticking with this two, you know, two running backs main focus? It seemed really fuzzy that it didn't work that way. And then you add in the fact that he had a couple of big kick returns at times too. I think he had the same number of explosive plays as a running back that Nick Chubb did as a runner, uh, which is not good for – I'm not Nick Chubb, as Kareem Hunt, which is not good for Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt. I think it was. I think they both had three. Um, that's bad for, for Hunt. Uh, so, yeah, I would keep looking for running back. This is a really good class for that. Um, there are a number of guys I, I think would be good. 
and and if it's the value is not there, they don't have to do it. But if they're they, you know they get to a pick on day three and, and the value staring them in the face, I think so you should keep adding and keep trying to find that guy because the thing they don't want to end up doing is finding themselves in a situation where they they ha- they need one and they don't have one. Um, I, I think that's the concern is then you then you're then you're back in that situation where you're like up in the second round uh, or even higher to take a running back because you need one. So I'm hoping that the, those solutions will sort of present themselves and they can play, play them, play the board that way. The other part of that is I, you know, Andy Janovich is a hell of a fullback. He was awful mm-hmm. as a receiver this year, like uncharacteristically awful. Like he's not yeah. supposed to be bad like that. And he was terrible. Uh, but that's, that's another aspect I hope gets better. Which because funny, he does- there were so many that were like, man, Where's like you know they're not slipping Janovich a bone here because it, 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 he just wasn't getting it done. And when they were gonna run those types of things that they would do for Janovich, they just said to hell with it. Put in the personnel. We'll throw it to a tight end. Yeah, well, he was just he dropped him. I'm mean, like there were a bunch of plays that are wide open where he just dropped him, and that's a shame because he is actually a good receiver. Like he he had historically done really well in that aspect for the Broncos. So I'm hoping that's something they can come back to and get better at because that's another. You know, weapon where he was never recovered. He was always wide open. It was just you have to make those counts. So I mean, they're in a good spot. I think they can be in a better one, um, depending on what happens. You know, I, I it's incredibly difficult for me to believe Chubb's going to be back here next year, uh, given the way the finances are working. It's not impossible, but th- just the, the further this goes along uh, with the pandemic, if Aaron cap, Jones is looking for fourteen. 14- if Aaron Jones is looking for $14 million, what in the world do you think Nick Chubb's going to be looking for? Um, well, that, and look, you know, Nick is wired a, yep. He's wired a little bit different, and maybe he'll give a little bit of a discount you know, if his team's successful. But, you know, players ain't going to just say, okay, I'll leave $6 million on the table because I really, really like you guys. Well, and he shouldn't. Like, that's the thing is, like, no. you're running back. You only get so many opportunities. So, I, you know, he should get every every dollar he can. But Aaron Jones is going to be interesting. Aaron Jones obviously can be a contributor as a receiver too. But it'll be curious to see what kind of contract he's going to get. Green Bay can't afford him. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be out in the open and market. Kudos to the we're all over that Aaron Jones guy in round six. But that's okay. Right, right. I mean, like he was one of the top backs in that class for me out of UTEP. Uh, so, I mean, that's a you know who know like, I you know that's that's a great player to have in your offense. I, that'd be curious to see where he goes if he ends up on a team like uh, wherever uh, Watson ends up, or if he well, you know, I think he, so. Maybe he'll be on the Texans then, since I don't expect Watson to actually go anywhere <laughs> uh, well, or somewhere saying, like. There's that. Or, or somewhere like the Jets to try to sort of infuse some life into that with if they're going to stick with Sam Darnold. Which apparently Chris Mortensen subtly made that sound like today on social media. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, and look, I, I, you know, I, I, the, the phrase running backs don't matter. It kills me. I, I mean, I, I do hate it. Um and there are special talents that, you know, you'd like to keep around. And this is always the difficult thing with Nick Chubb. He is – he's just everything you're asking for as an employee 
in the NFL for a franchise. He's everything you'd want and more. You never hear anything about him on off the field. Nothing. There's zero problems there. He is 100% committed to his craft. The work ethic, anybody you talk to, they rave about it. He's committed, dedicated. But the problem is, is he's playing, he's played himself into a salaried number that doesn't work under the calculations of how this franchise is now run. And for what they were able to do, Pete, front office-wise, coaching-wise, within just, you know, 10, 11 months on the gig, you've got to let them make their decisions and, and trust that it's going to be the right thing. And when we talk about things like, wow, you know, Dearn, Dearness Johnson would have been nice if we got more opportunities because their thinking is if we put together this rock-solid offensive line, which they did, and it certainly showed that way, um, the drop-off between a Nick Chubb and just to throw, you know, not even saying a running back's name, but if you want to call him Bill Smith, is not going to be that great because it's the system, it's the blocking, it's the offensive offense as a whole that will lead to running back success. Well, look, the uh, running backs don't matter until you don't have one. Then they matter a whole lot. Uh, the Browns <laughs> – have made the play that they're saying the offensive line is going to be the key. Uh, it's not impossible that they could work something out with Chubb. It's just uh, the way the money is headed, it's very hard to do that. Um, so they're going to have to figure something out. And and uh, I, I, that's one of those – I think when you get into day three, you can start looking at those developmental type players. I think in the same way you should pick a tight end every year uh, – that they're, you know, whether it's in the draft or undrafted free agents, whatever, that, that, that those are positions that just have a, uh, there is a, a, a sense that you can find those guys in a lottery type setup and they're always going to be valuable uh, at that low cost. So, you know, the, the, the Browns are in great shape for at least one more year. Uh, I, you know, will they try to change anything up? I, I doubt it. Um, unless again, unless some phone call comes and, and they get an unexpected offer, but that's the thing with that contract with cream hunt is it's versatile as hell. It can do anything they want. They can trade it. They can keep it. They can, uh, you know, whatever they, they have every option to them, which is what they like to do anyway. So, um, that, and it, it, it could be a situation where it doesn't happen before the season. It would happen during the season, but, uh, We'll see. I mean, Dearness Johnson hat will will certainly have an opportunity to continue to press that if he can, you know, supplant Hunt in terms of that second role. As unlikely as that may seem, then obviously that becomes another option. But uh, yeah, I, I think they should keep eye out on the running back. There, there are just too many good ones that could potentially fill that role uh, for the future. And especially if they receive, they bring a receiving aspect to it. And you find a way where, hey, maybe we can uh, get Nick for six million. We can take the other six million from number twenty-seven. Everybody's happy. We have the Ernest Johnson. We have a young. Uh, we have another younger, athletic running back in the room who can, you know, help and you know do things through the passing game as well. 
you never know. I mean, it, it could be a way. Um, it, it, but this is what you do when you're smart. You give yourself as many options as possible and you make the decisions when you have to. Obviously, this is all kind of premature right now as far as that conversation we're having. Um, but it, 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 it's tough because you really, you know, Nick Chubb is a player you just appreciate. Uh, you, you love the style. Uh, you know, Pete's been on him since stinking day one. And it, it's absolutely <clears throat> just, you know, flourished. Um, and, you know, nobody talks about this, but I, I think about this one. Um, I remember, you know, Nick Chubb as a rookie going to Foxborough to watch his good buddy, Sonny Michelle, play in a playoff game. I'm just curious. And everybody knows I took the L on this one. If Sonny Michelle found his way to uh, make sure he was sitting down that Sunday night and the following week to watch his good buddy, Nick Chubb, play in the playoffs. We're going to get to a little bit more here. Uh, some senior bowl coverage. Um, we haven't gotten to a ton of it yet this year, and we're going to explain that here in a second. Uh, for what will be your Friday Lockdown Browns, Jeff Lloyd, joined by Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith. If you were not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify to Lockdown Browns, my question is why? So please do so. Uh, while you're there, uh, five-star ratings, written reviews, all the rage. Help your guy out, please, and thank you very much. Uh, very simple to do, very quick to do. Please go ahead and make sure you take care of that for me. Pete, a couple of things with the senior ball being this week, and we got into the other. We talked at length the other night, uh, the other night about this with uh, Corey Kinnon, and he's guys again. If you're not following or reading. Uh, Corey's work is just, guys, just really, really blowing up. And I'm proud of him. He's a good guy. Uh, he's really, really putting the effort. And it's nice to see, you know, guys succeed in that front. Um, but, Pete, there's a couple things with the senior bowl. Look, A number one, age comes into it a lot. Um, this year, it is completely different. Um, credential to go and, you know, COVID, not allowed to go. Oh, I'm not allowed to go. I'm just smart and I'm not going to risk, you know, my family um, to go down and, you know, watch some football practices and drink beers at Veets for three to four days, five days, be it whatever, in Mobile, Alabama. Um, but Pete, it's been a different one this year. But it's also it, it's different for the Browns because you get into this where some players are being talked about this week and, and they just – Kind of, well, it's not really going to fit under the, you know, athletic lens. And we talked about this with Corey where, you know, whoever's there from the Cleveland Browns, their list may be, you know, all right, we got 23 guys. We're here to get to know further. Um, you know, we're not here to look at, you know, a wide receiver who's going to turn 24 a month before the draft. Same thing with some linebackers. Uh, it just, the senior bowl this year, specifically for the Browns, just, doesn't have the appeal. Yes, COVID is part of the issue, but this might not be the type of, you know, grocery store aisle they're doing their shopping in. Mm. Okay, so the Senior Bowl is really valuable for teams this year uh, because okay. they get to interview kids face-to-face -face through some Which thick plastic. Get to do. Some, <laughs> some th th thick uh, plexiglass this year. That's a big deal. Um, so, I well, don't Matt think Rule did speak on that the other day. But go ahead. I, I don't think 
Um, this year's class or this year's group is is particularly good. There are some players that are really really good, and I think the Browns will have interest. Um, but you know, some of these guys like Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa, who's a really interesting defensive end who didn't get to play this year. Like I, I you know, he stands out as a guy who fits what the Browns like. But being able for them to talk to him and some of these other players, I think, is a, is a is a big deal. Uh, so that stuff to me matters. Um, and the, you know, there are some really nice receivers. The corners are terrible, uh, except for there's a couple guys I like. I really like uh, Thomas Graham Jr. from Oregon because he's a relentless dick. Uh, and I like uh, he actually dropped me this name the other night when we were done recording, and he knows he knows me for the the chirpy, the physical, the cornerbacks who are just a, a, a pain in the ass all day long. Similar to Jairi Alexander, not putting that name there, but you want jerks at the position. So I'm still going to sit over here and run my mouth because we're going to line it up again and do it again in 25 seconds. Yeah, like even on just a, a random drill where the running back sort of finishing out, you know, his carry past them, like Graham comes up and punches the ball out just to be a dick. Um, <laughs> so, like, he's that one, one of those. But Aaron Robinson from UCF is pretty good. Rochelle yes. from, uh, oh, God, what school is he from? Somewhere tiny uh, is an FCS guy who shrunk like three inches, but he's still a pretty intriguing corner. Um, there's a bunch of receivers. Uh, the the kid from Clemson, the good one from Clemson, is built like a tank. Um, Amari Rogers, And I think the Browns – That's my dude. I, I still believe that the you – know, I continue to believe that they want some sort of wildcat type, joker type, whatever, however you want to put it a guy who can take a handoff and run out for a pass and those type of things. And he's another guy that can potentially do that. I, I haven't looked to see if he played running back in high school, but I'm going to guess he played running back in high school. And I have a, I certainly have a, a adoration for those type of receivers. Obviously that's what DJ Moore was. And, and I, I, I really liked him for the Browns. Um, the, the, the Tylen Wallace is fantastic. Uh, I, I I, I, the coverage has driven me nuts uh, because, like, God bless Todd McShay and, and Lewis Riddick and Mike Tannenbaum. There's a reason they aren't employed by teams. Um, Dwayne Eskridge is a nice player. He's really fast. He's 24 in March. And you can come in me and tell me, well, he's going to be the next uh, what's-his-face from uh, Washington in Ohio State, the, you know, this 24-year-old receiver is going to be great. Uh, and that's fine. Uh, that's not a bet I'm taking. It's certainly not a bet I'm taking in the first round, which has been suggested or at least they've done a whole lot of. I wouldn't be surprised if, by all means, Ravens, go grab him. Uh, there's a bunch of these guys like that. Chester at the linebackers, god-awful. And he's a Jeff fan. Jeff's a fan of his. I think they went to high school together because he's so goddamn old. Uh, <laughs> he uh, He's 24, and he doesn't tackle. Like, he's a bad tackler. Uh, and, they're, they're, you know, that's another one. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, d- end of the first round, early day two. He's not going to be on my board at all. Somebody may take him that high, but I'll be cheering because it means somebody better got passed down to the Browns. Just a whole lot of this. I th- 
I don't know if it was intentional or they got just super hyped up, but my God, there's like a bunch of these players where it's like they're talking about guys in the first round. And I'm like, I'm going to see that guy on day three and I'm going to be looking at you guys and they're, they're going to have family members and stuff looking around going, but they said my kid was going to go such and such or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of pretty good players. This was an awful group of safeties. Awful. Uh, the UCF kid is good. Richie Grant, I think his name is. He's a guy with great production and yes. all those things. He's had a really good week. But like Divine Diablo, who's actually an interesting rover prospect, and, and Hamza Nazraldeen, if these guys ever leave the box, Geraldine. it's a bad idea. They're sitting there playing these – they're making these guys go cover receivers. Just like, come on, man. These guys don't have a chance. These guys are linebackers, you know, being called safeties. And it was just like that. And, like, this was – the guy who who probably helped himself the most because – and it's largely a lie, you know, from a fan standpoint, is Nico Collins from Michigan. And I've already had Browns fans go, oh, man, second round or whatever. Like he's a good, he's a really talented receiver. He came out the same year as, or I should say, he was in the same group with with Donovan Peoples Jones, and and he was a little bit, he was better at Michigan. He's a little bit taller, but this format like suited him perfectly because you can't play tight, man. You have to play off, and he's a really long strider, and it just allows him to build up a bunch of speed before you get, uh, you know, you can get hands-on or anything. And so he's already by you. You're done. Like, it's a perfect situation for him. Like, if somebody's up in press, he's going to have a hard time getting off because unless he shows quicker feet. So, like, those type of things you have to be cognizant of. The linebackers in this group, awful. Just, mm-hmm. again, I have every reason to, to avoid this position like grim death anyway. But this group did not help. Um the defensive line, uh, okay, so Marvin Wilson is really, really, really talented. There's no denying he can play. He doesn't finish anything, including the senior bowl. Uh, and it may be a minor injury. A lot of guys, you know, tweak something. They're just like, I'm out. Uh, but, like, he didn't finish any of his years in college. And now we're back, and he, you know, and and you would think the one time he wants to make sure he finishes it just to show it, they tweak something, and he was done. Like that's sort of the worry you have with Marvin Wilson, and then I don't like him, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Browns do. He seems to fit exactly the type of defensive tackle uh, prospect they would like. But uh, if you like long, d- big defensive ends. Uh, they had a number of those guys. Uh, I already mentioned Ellison Smith. Peyton Turner is a guy I think is very intriguing for the Browns. Uh, who else was there? I'm trying to think. I know I wrote this down. Uh, there are a couple guys in that vein of big, long ends. And unless the Browns change up their thought process with that, I expect that's what they're going to do. Patrick Jones, oh. He gave me more reason to be worried about him than before. But his production is legit, and he's really athletic. Uh, and then uh, the other one I, I think is intriguing and is a little bit of a, a guy that people – I wouldn't say sleeper. He's you know, he's not from a small school. It's Chauncey Golston from Iowa. You know, Davion Nixon is obviously the, the, the dude at, uh, coming out of Iowa. He was fantastic. Uh, Chauncey Golston had legit production. I have questions about his speed, but he's a big, powerful guy. Uh, they could play that base end 
for run fits and everyone. But Rashad Weaver is another one, you know, 23 and change. Carlos Basham, he's already 23. Uh, you know, and, and it's not to say that the, that's too old because it's not, but I would just caution people that, you know, because, you know, obviously last year was a guy – I liked Zach Bond quite a bit out of Wisconsin, the linebacker slash edge rusher type, and the Browns did not take him. But they didn't take anybody over 22. So if you just look at it from the Browns standpoint, it se- you know certainly things can change and, and the board can be the board and it, maybe it was a fluke thing. But I, I think the Browns are smartly uh, very focused on age, um, even at, at, at positions that might be a one contract type dude like uh, linebacker. You know, even then Jacob Phelps, 21. So, I mean, I, I think that becomes a big focus for them. So, you know, when when you're like pitching prospects or whatever, I would just keep that in mind. I, I cannot fathom they're going to take a 24 year old kid. I I agree with you. Um, and just getting back to Amari Rogers, who will turn 22 on September 23rd of 2021. Pete Amari Amari Rogers, his sophomore year in high school, was his team's leading rusher. 93 carries, 725 yards. It was also a badass defensive back in the day. Son of former Tennessee uh, Volunteers quarterback T. Martin. And T. Martin, <clears throat> I'll never forget that night against Florida State. You son of a gun. But Amari Rogers, um, a player I like. I think he's perfect within the system. Uh, I do think time speed will ultimately tell the tale of actually where he does get drafted. Um, but huge opportunity for him this year to be Clemson's true number one with Justin Ross sitting out the season. We got to a bunch of stuff here. Look, the the absurdity, look, Deshaun Watson may get traded, may not get traded. There's nothing that's going to happen, Cleveland Browns-wise. They are not going to scrap what they've done for this first year, you know, just because they say, oh, well, Deshaun Watson might be available. That nonsense needs to stop. Just don't even – no more. Don't write the pieces. Don't bring it up on podcasts, radio interviews. No, 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 no. You got your running back uh, season review where it stands now, maybe where it's looking in the future. We got to some senior bowl coverage, a little bit different this year. Um, And part of it is is just because the Browns product is where it's at. Um, As everybody knows in the infancy of Lockdown Browns when I took over, I mean, draft coverage started by October, for God's sakes. Um, There's just too many good things going on now, and now it's just about finding – the final pieces. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest through Sports Illustrated. Pete and his team kick ass every day, puts you out great material, great content. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show, Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Uh, ideas, questions. We're in the offseason now. He got something good. Man, we'll totally take that ball and run with it. As far as the show is concerned, this is Ben, your daily. Delivery of all things all about LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.